Welcome to the latest Pinkcast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Troy Dumoulet. I'm the Director of Product Strategy at Pink Elephant, and today's podcast is on ITIL version 3, the past and the future. What we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the, the graphics and the information we can glean from the publicly available documentation published by the TSO, kind of giving us insight into the direction of ITIL version 3. And one of the things that Prink Elephant is proud of is that we are part of the ITIL author community for the new version. In fact, uh, Gary Case and George Balding are both authors for the Continual Service Improvement Book. So let's take a look at the new graphics which represent the direction and future of ITIL. The first one here is the overall lifecycle model. Now this is a model of a life cycle and a key difference in ITIL version 3 is the focus is on the life cycle of a service. Secondary focus is then put on the processes that support the planning, delivery, and support of those services. Now, if you look at this picture, you, got to, you have to start from the middle. What we see here is a circle within a couple of rings of circles actually. And we see the service strategy book representing the genesis of the service, the concept of how will services be transitioned or designed or operated and overall measured in our environment. This gives us a sense of organizational structure and also strategy on ensuring value is met for the overall business objectives. Now from that strategy we move to design and then the design of that service gives us a sense of how will this service be created in a fit-for-purpose model to support business objectives and requirements. Once created, that service then has to be transitioned, if you will, into the production environment, minimizing the risk to the user and customer community that's receiving the service, and then, in a sense, operated in relationship to, to warranty and utility, the, the necessity of keeping that service available based on the business requirements. Now, all of these phases represent then measurement for continual service improvement. Now, that gives us a sense of the, the five core books, but also, you have an outer ring in this picture, which represents the complementary publications, which uh, we're seeing will be uh, coming quite quickly out onto the marketplace, such things as uh, handbooks and pocket guides and implementing ITIL in small-scale organizations. Those types of complementary publications will be coming out soon. Also, we're looking forward to the web support services that uh, the newsletters refer to. It seems almost if it's going to be an online community in support of IT service management and, and practices. Now, if we look at the, uh, the five core books, interesting graphic design. And from the newsletters, we can glean the concept that there is a theme here and that in that a service is organic and it has a life cycle. And this would be indicative of also the service life cycle model called ITIL. And we start with the picture of a leaf and getting onto a shell, and then we move on to other organic structures that the books uh, represent. The key here is harmony, organic, relationship, interdependency. Uh, but within this organic model, we see the evidence of structure and design, intent, if you will. And one of the first complementary guidances we're expecting out onto the uh, market is the overall official introduction to the ITIL service management lifecycle. It's one of the early complementary books which will come out around the five core. Now one of the interesting things we can take a look at on the first edition ITIL Refresh newsletter is a table which represents some of the 
key changes in philosophy from ITIL version 2 to ITIL version 3. And the first element here is the difference between business and IT alignment now being replaced by this concept of business and IT integration. Alignment would almost give the connotation that you have two separate organizations. While they may share the same brand, one is considered a business function and the other is considered something different, an IT organization. And there was always a struggle of how do you make the IT technology function support and ensure the alignment with the business objective. However, integration brings to us a different understanding. Not so much two separate organizations, but now an overall integrated model of customer provider where the business process is inseparable more or less from its underlying technology. So you have to ask the question at what point does the technology that's so critical to uh, automating and supporting the business process actually become the business process. How would you do for example accounts payable today without an enterprise resource planning tool like SAP or Oracle Financials? Or let's say you're an oil organization and you need to pump gas. Well, most of the gas pumps today are highly integrated systems of with Interac and Visa transactions and marketing and let's just take banking for example. How would you even conduct business as a bank today without the underlying web and application technologies. The key here is that there's a change in philosophy around this concept away from alignment, two separate organizations, to integration, a mesh ecosystem if you will. Which brings us to the next change in philosophy. Earlier versions of ITIL you would read and almost get a sense that it was a very simple world we live in. You would have a business unit and a single IT provider that would provide a value chain to that business unit of services. What we're looking at here is the reality that we have many different players in what's more appropriately understood as a network, a value service network. You have internal IT, yes, but some of those functions are within a business unit, like an application development organization. Some are going to be a shared service provider, and some are going to be external managed service providers. Now, add on to that the outsourcing options we have today software as a service and what you're going to see in reality is not so much a simple model of single provider and single customer but it's overall value service network and there's a need for guidance on how such a uh, complex matrix of organizations actually works together as a single uh, unit if you will then we have linear service catalogs versus dynamic service portfolios in ITIL version 2, we talk about the process of service level management, and one of the outputs, one of the outputs of that process would be a catalog of services, almost a brochure if you want, of the services that IT provides in relationship to the money given for services rendered. However, dynamic service portfolios is a much broader context. Now we have the aspect of from strategy, design, and transition, the total collection of services a service provider will actually have, a certain percentage of those services are actually in a published state. And that catalog then represents to the business customer the orderable services from an actionable catalog which is the beginning of this request fulfillment process. And this dynamic service portfolio is then bundled into collection of business customer portfolio services so that we understand now how a business unit consumes and uses IT services to enact business, if you will, and support their goods and service model.
Then we finally come to the collection of integrated processes versus service management lifecycle. If you were to, again, talk to an ITIL person in earlier versions, we would probably tell you all about the process. It was all about process, process, process. And the model was an integrated process framework, which was a great thing. But it actually kind of downplayed, if you will, not by intent, by simply focus, the fact that it is a service management framework. This means, in principle, that all these processes really only exist to support, deliver, and again, plan for IT service delivery. So what has happened now in ITIL version 3 is that service has been lifted in profile and process is put in its proper place as a supporting element to the business of service delivery. So these are key pieces of philosophy changes which you're going to see evidenced in ITIL version 3. Now I'm looking forward to May 30th. This is the date that we've been promised uh, that we'll see the five core books and we're going to get a look inside the covers. But for now, this is what we can actually derive from the publicly available information. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I would encourage you to keep coming back to ITIL V3 Central on Pink Elephant's website where we'll try to keep you up to date on the latest ITIL version 3 news briefs and articles. Take care.